Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, Season 1, Episode 3, Paris à toujours Paris, is over. But we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. My name is Jessica Lee, and I regret to inform you that I gotta sit this podcast out because I took apart my microphone to soup up my sound system and it's it's a real problem um the zombie orchestra is not quite happy with my results so i think i'm gonna have to take up take apart the laptop as well but i don't know if i bring in the right conductor maybe things will even out a little bit aj you want to sign up absolutely i uh am absolutely out to join the polyzombic spree uh one of my favorite <laughs> favorite bands out there today and uh, yeah i mean zuta loa let's let's get into this <laughs> now when i saw this scene while i was binge watching the entire thing in one fell swoop i thought the only thing i need out of this entire season of the walking dead daryl dixon i need to get josh wiggler's reaction to the zombie orchestra what he is here to give it to me now what is happening (laughs) what was that what is I, this? What? What? I and, don't think. And, and, when, and we have a whole episode that is like completely detached from this random first sequence of all right, we finally reached the radio men. Here comes the radio men. The radio men shows immediate signs of being a shady radio men, a shadio men. And then the shady radio men is like, I'll just come over here. No, 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 no. You got to see this one thing that I've done because I wanted to make sure that all of you here in The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon and all of you as he turns to the camera and looks at all of us and all of you who have hung around The Walking Dead as a franchise for a decade plus, I just need to make completely sure that you all know we can still do original shit with zombies that you've never seen before. So just come into my terrifying auditorium that is filled with a zombie orchestra, an orchestra of zombies tethered to trombones and pianos and drums and other such discordant instruments in a two, like not even a two minute sequence of nightmare fuel. It is maybe a minute long. And then Daryl Dixon says, 
All right, that's enough. Let's go on. We got to keep doing the episode. And we never go back to it. What is all this? Honestly, honestly, I'm always here for it when somebody in the zombie apocalypse starts to make art out of their predicament. Are you always here for that, Jess? Jadis would like a word. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) I wasn't here for Jadis's people. I was here for Jadis's art. Ah, yeah. So was the CRM, apparently. Evidently, like that's how she's an A. (laughs) <laughs> this was absolutely beautiful, not just a zombie orchestra, a zombie marionette orchestra, including a severed head playing the harp. Dude, the Phantom of the Opera is shook right now. Uh, the Phantom is like down in his secret clandestine lair with Christine Daae watching The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon because he got access to AMC Plus from the Opera House. And he's there being like behind his half mask. Being like, what the hell is this? This is so awful and weird and incredible. Uh, It is like all of these things at once. It was one of the wildest things I've ever seen the Walking Dead franchise do in uh, 10 plus years of watching the Walking Dead. There are two things I have to say about this. Yeah. Two two things. Susan Jazz, two things. Okay. One... One, I just love the fact that it turns it almost into a, a Daryl Dixon morality tale. Like, this is why we don't take detours. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's also to me, this is the second most fabulous thing I've ever seen on a zombie program. Number one being on Z Nation when they had a museum of, of zombies, which included the zombie version of George R.R. R. Martin still trying to right. write the last book right. yes. of Game of Thrones, and it was actually George R.R. R. Martin who agreed he's, to do this. He still hasn't done. Should <laughs> be pointed out. Brilliant. He was busy <laughs> filming zombie shows instead of writing. Yes, this was stupid. It was pointless, and I fell in love with the, the Daryl Dixon show in this scene. Like, this is what you should be doing. Yes. Remarkable. I mean, Remarkable. We need a gallery exhibition with this guy and the guy from Fear who was like putting the antlers on yes. the zombies. Yes, the and James. And I, I think like, you know, we need an we need an there. we need an in universe Walker Stalker Con or some kind of equivalent. Like they have, we have reached like critical mass, critical AJ mass on. <laughs> all of the incredible art installations that could exist within The Walking Dead, we have enough that we could put on an in-person event featuring all of these things. Um, I, I mean, it's a little sad that, like, the day of the activations at, like, a Comic-Con are over. Uh, back in, like the, like, the season three or season four era of Walking Dead... They did like these like walking dead, like kind of like escape room type, like experiential things. They like turned Petco Park in San Diego Comic-Con into like this run from the dead type of thing. And it was immersive and kind of fun. Uh, and like this would be like a real big thing at all of these conventions that the studios and the networks would like put tons of money into instead of paying their artists fairly. And you would go to these things and feel like you were immersed in The Walking Dead. And if they still had the budget for that and if there was still like the interest in this type of stuff, can you imagine experiencing the zombie orchestra in person in real life? True David after dentist is this real life energy uh, <laughs> would be remarkable. It was great. This was great. It was, I was floored. I was like, what am I looking at right now? What on earth is happening? I had to rewind and just like make sure that I wasn't just like tripping balls on nothing at all that I just been like stealthily injected with some form of hallucinogenic, but no, it really was on AMC plus. I saw it. It's real. It's in those first two minutes, and it happened. It was great. Are we going to go back? Okay, you can't say. Neither of you are allowed to tell me. But God, I hope we go back. God, I hope we go back. We have to go back. You know, it's real, Josh, and it's spectacular. (laughs) I can't say any more than that. Um, They're real, and they're spectacular, the zombie orchestra. But, you know, 
everybody should just convene in Paris because stuff's happening in Paris. You know, the Moulin Rouge is still up in Paris, apparently. Why are so, we? Le- wait, no, 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 no. Don't start talking about the actual episode. Why don't we just reopen the Louvre? <laughs> why don't we just reopen the Louvre and install the zombie orchestra in the Louvre? Invite no. Jadis over. No. <laughs> I'm not ready to go to Paris. I want to stay. <laughs> still talking about zombie Let me art. Stay. Yeah. The how about biggest, the, how about the, the lady worst... from Dead City with the baby dolls? Could we invite her? Or sure. since yes. they weren't, um, it wasn't the actual dead involved. Almost everybody from Dead City. I want to see uh, the the Croat uh, in the mezzanine at the Walking Dead Zombie Orchestra. Bravo, yeah. Negan! Did you see? I need my own car. I know you, Dario Dixon. The actual worst thing, maybe the only bad thing about the zombie orchestra, is that we left it. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't even mean that to besmirch the rest of the episode. The, the Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, it's good. It turns out it's fun. It's like dangerous. I wasn't here for last week's episode, but I really liked last week's episode and like exploring Isabel's backstory. I thought was really good. Um, I'm excited about uh, Quinn uh, Adam uh, Negatus. I think is how you say his last name. Being on the show, he was terrifying in the first season of The Terror. Uh, for anyone who who watched that, he's so good in that. Uh, so seeing him here, I immediately don't trust him. You are immediately on the side of the Anaconda Snakes. And I want to see you get destroyed by Gannett and Gannett's army or for Daryl to throw you into some sort of like zombie orchestra pit at some point in time. But I'm invested in that character. I'm invested in Isabel. I'm invested in Daryl. I'm like very excited for where it all could be going. And yet, and yet, you give me that zombie (laughs) orchestra and you make me leave it. Shame on you. Shame on you. But I guess we got to go. There's a lot. There's a lot of sights. The lights of Paris now must be discussed. Yes, I think we I think it's time to go. It is time to go to Paris because apparently the only thing that kept us from going to Paris before is that we had this other guy in Angers who could have helped us out. And it turns out he is no help at all because he's too busy building a zombie orchestra. Unbelievable. So we got to go to Paris. Unbelievable. And everybody's excited. Like everybody except Isabel was excited to go to Paris. Yeah, Yeah, because Isabel was like, oh, but come on. They're gonna play the. They're gonna play the yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, I, I love Bolero. I want to hear some Ravel. Yeah, we would go from Ravel to the French version of "People Are Strange," and and you know to <laughs> go on a sightseeing tour. You know, this, this is zombie apocalypse. But no, no, we're gonna go sightseeing. No, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at oh, it. I'm not um, mad either. But it's just it's hilarious. So so they leave the zombie orchestra. And now, finally, we're in Paris. Daryl Dixon does Paris. Uh, this is this is now where we are for the show, and it's like it's such a flex. It's such a flex. This version of The Walking Dead on a show that we were very high on in Dead City, but is like recognizably for New Yorkers is like recognizably like a Jersey City show and not a New York City show. And I think unrecognizable for for me as a dirty American, an idiot American who like has been to Paris the one time. Uh, but like this feels like we're actually in France uh, and it feels like we're actually experiencing some of the iconography from France and going on the mini tour, even seeing like the CGI Eiffel Tower in the background, whatever. But like going through the catacombs and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, you're taking us through iconography. Uh, Like, at least there's that. At least it kind of, like, feels like it's something a little different. I loved it. I think hitting Paris was a a great call, and I think that they rendered it pretty well. I hope they can keep it up. I hope we keep going back to the catacombs. And I hope there are no zombies down there. One of the big differences, I think, like this is where Daryl Dixon starts to separate from Dead City and starts to move ahead of the pack. Location. is, Yeah, location. And the fact that they were actually there on location, the fact that they had the budget to do this stuff, and the fact that it doesn't look very obviously like we're in a warehouse in New Jersey. And it it's like if all of dead city was on the level of the thanksgiving parade float with the zombies going in front of madison square garden mm-hmm. and this 
the and the fact that they were like they had some very carefully chosen locations too. Like we're not just going to the Eiffel Tower, although we are going to the Eiffel Tower, but we're going to places that are very specifically death oriented. Like we're going to Père Lachaise, we're going to the catacombs, and all of this is, I think, to underscore like this very unique relationship, like culturally speaking, that the Parisians have with death. And we're looking at this through this lens of like, here are the famous dead places in Paris. And I, I thought it was like much higher level than anything we got in New York. Like we're not, we're not, you know, I think if, if dead city had wanted to do it better, they had, you know, they had that pigeon lady that was like killing pigeons on the roof. Mm-hmm. She should have been at Greenwood Cemetery killing the parakeets. Yeah, there were ways. There definitely yeah, were. There were ways. Uh, yeah. There were absolutely ways. And I actually think in saying all of this, it's a real testament to the writing and the acting uh, on Dead City that we were like still so really high on that show. Um, because it, like for mm-hmm. the like it's The Walking Dead does New York. That was probably the weakest aspect of the show. Um, and I think, I think right now, at least as far as Daryl Dixon goes, maybe, maybe, I don't know if if you think this is a hot take. I think like the story of dead city right now through three episodes, at least was superior to the story of Daryl Dixon thus far, but the vibes on Daryl Dixon are immaculate. Uh, like the Daryl Dixon wears like the like the incredible fisherman sweater and suspenders vibes, the like the freaking zombie orchestra vibes, like the like the the Moulin Rouge vibes. Like it's just unbelievable. Like the experience of what and like seeing Daryl Dixon specifically as your guy through this stuff, where he's like, "What on earth is going on here?" <laughs> Just and, like and an absolute joy. On top of that, Josh, I think what what you know amidst all these vibes is you get the scene about I don't know a third of the way through this episode where they go to to Izzy's apartment. Yes, and you know she's she's getting all she's collecting all these jewels and 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 uh, drugs and things, and, and she she looks at Daryl and she goes, "Well, I wasn't always a nun." He's like, "Yeah, I can see that." I and can see I'm that. like, actually, was going. Oh my god, is there actually chemistry between these two actors too? Yeah, that's how you know they'll never There's kiss. Felt an electricity in that in the interaction between the two of them that was like, this show is actually starting to click. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think my favorite exchange between the two of them, though, is when after Daryl meets Quinn and he tells Isabel, Well, clearly you traded up. I mean, with God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was so like it was such a Daryl thing to say, and it was just very well timed. And yeah, the two of them play off each other really well, and it's both the writing and the acting here that is really excellent. But I also think that this was the point at which I felt like story wise, this started to separate from the pack. Like this episode, at the end of this episode, you have the pieces put in place for what the rest of the story is going to look like. Yeah, and there are some absolutely incredible beats here that are like straight out of a telenovela and it and it was like just kind of blindsiding how great it was um but yeah i think we i i i guess i just want to go straight there i want to go to the revelation that a we she left quinn for dead but he's still alive yeah and b he is the underworld like mafia boss of this universe and see he is the father of her sister's baby yes yes yes, and he was gonna leave her for dead like what an absolute horrible human being yes yeah he's not a good guy fantastic it's fantastic it's like i'll help you out i'll help you out but also can i see my son and she's like wait What? Really? And and on top of that, he's pissed at her. He's trying to gaslight her to making it her fault that she didn't tell him. That's great. That he had a son. Perfect. (laughs) The show. I I wasn't clear. Did she know? That was. I I couldn't tell if she. I don't think so. She didn't know that the girl's pregnant. But never had to tell her. No, she never. She never had to tell Sarah because she died. Yeah. 
yeah. that dude. But I don't know if she knew that he was screwing around with her sister. I don't think she so. could have put two and two together, but I couldn't. I don't yeah. think she knew at all. I, I don't think she, I don't think she knew. I think it was a surprise to her. At least that's how it plays in this scene. Uh, Daryl just like smells the stench of like scumbagginess on this guy and is like, I can get a boat another way. Like, I definitely don't need this yeah. guy. Like, no, I can do it. No, not this asshole. <laughs> absolutely not. Not this asshole. So like Daryl is sort of like the perfect person in that moment uh, to have the reaction that he has. Uh, and I think like the, again, like, I think like the casting here is, is really, really good. Uh, I think that, uh, they get the exact right person. Adam Negatis is like a very, very like good charismatic villain who is like decidedly kind of just like a rough, ruthless, bad guy. Uh, but also has this sort of like eerie charm about him. There's sort of like, um, there's a little bit of like a, a, Gary Oldman circa the professional quality to his aesthetic, I feel like. So, like, there's something, like, really scary and dangerous about, like, can you trust this guy or is he just going to, like, pop some pills and go nut-nut on you? Uh, and Daryl has been around, like, enough psychos to know that this dude is not worth our investment at all. Uh, and I, I think that they did a really good job of carving this character out at this moment in time. And maybe there's some room for, like, I don't know what's going to happen once Quinn and Laurent get a chance to spend some uh, father-son time together. Maybe that'll bring out a different version in this guy. I kind of hope not, um, but I think that the the ingredients are there, and I think I think it's interesting. Uh, bad guy though, not a great guy. If this is the Messiah, then the Messiah's dad's a real prick. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of goes counter to what I we guess. usually expect out of the Messiah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, far be it for me to like get on the podcast and say God's a prick, but kind of <laughs> just, just did that. Which also loops back into what Daryl was saying earlier. It's like you upgraded from, oh, wait, hang on. Is he God? Oh, crap. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> just comes back around. Um, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wanted to know, um, there's a scene where we are walking. We see a zombie come up and it is chained to a dead body. Yes. Um, I want you guys to all put a pin in that because it's super weird and gross and something we haven't seen before. 
And the genius of this, I, without spoiling too much, the genius of this show in particular is that whenever you see something super weird like that, as long as it's not playing a musical instrument, you are <laughs> going to find out why it's there. Um, very exciting. Um, one of the things that's very fun for me is uh, knowing that you both have seen more than I have and both still seem to be this high on the show. So I'm like, okay, great, cool, wonderful. Yeah, very excited off. to very excited to keep going forward. You know what? Uh, speaking of some of the zombies in this episode that aren't of the uh, orchestral variety, though, I would love to just keep talking about that if we wanted to, uh, is when we go back and we see um, we go back to Izzy's apartment and there's the courtyard scene where she sees. Is it Annie? Anna is the name of Amy. the girl. Amy. Amy. Yeah. So we go back and we see we see her. And we had just seen her in the previous episode uh, and had just learned that, um, uh, well, I guess we didn't know what her fate was going to be. Uh, Isabel basically said to her, like, go up and see your mother and I'm sure she'll take care of you. And so she kind of just left her like that. And so we're in the courtyard and there she is, like this old sin of Isabel's, like encased in vines, like exactly where she left her, like. The metaphor is so rich uh, and I thought was really, really well done um, with Clements Posey's performance uh, was just really, really good there. Uh, and Norman Reedus, who normally like as Daryl would be like, all right, well, I'll take it on myself. I'll stab the, the person like you don't have to do this. But she like basically with like a word is like, no, that's that's not a person that you can just brain. Uh, and Daryl's like, all right, moving on. Uh, like I thought that the way that that whole scene played out was was really, really good. And in many ways, felt to me like such a metaphor for where the Walking Dead franchise has been and where it needs to go is like the Walking Dead has been sort of just like this thing that has just been like encased in vines and has just been like struggling to break free. And what doesn't end up happening here in this scene is kind of what I feel like the franchise itself actually has done which is like, she doesn't get released. She doesn't get out. She doesn't break free. But I feel like the Walking Dead franchise has like broken free of itself to a certain degree. Uh, and it's like well, now it certainly kind didn't of, put it out of its misery. Right. It didn't get put out of its misery. And so it does feel like, okay, well, so this, this little girl doesn't get put out of her misery. What happens if someday she breaks loose from the vines? What kind of havoc could she cause? What kind of stories could we get out of something like that? I'm not advocating for like seeing that stuff, but I literally mean like what happens in the universe because this character is still alive. And I do think like that's what has happened with the Walking Dead franchises. It's been alive forever. So much of it has just been stagnant or bad. Sometimes it's been pretty good and surprisingly pretty good. Um, and I think now we're in this place where like, these spinoff series, these sequel series, they've been good because there's been room now to experiment and combine the familiar with the new. Uh, and it's just been smart. It's been really smart. It's been a really great way to keep it going. And it's like it has kind of felt to some degree like I don't know about faith rewarded because I don't know how much faith I've had in the thing. But I think like loyalty rewarded uh, like our loyalty cards are finally getting us some sweet stuff with the points we accumulated aj i feel like finally we're starting to like go on vacations <laughs> you know like we've amassed enough points to stay at a five-star hotel <laughs> yeah and metaphors aside i mean you know there, there, there is your your metaphor of it being you know the the past baggage of old series that has been holding us down what what happens in the in the sequence when they decide not to kill this girl is she knocks over a pot, which then makes noise, which causes right. these dive bomb zombies right. to plummet from. And it's not like a set piece where it's just that because I think in the past you would have just had these things falling and exploding and that would be it. But it actually becomes their escape mechanism because Daryl uses one of these flaming zombies and burns through the thicket that's blocking their gate. So he's able to use, you know, the danger that came from from this these dive bomb zombies in a new way, an original way, and it actually helped them escape. So I I love that little turn of of of, of whereas in the past, like the, the original series, you you would have had zombies falling and it would kill, hit hit somebody, maybe killed an, a, a red shirt, um, but that would have been it. The scene would have been over, and they yeah. would have just moved on. Yeah, and or here, like. 
in fear, we literally had flying zombies that went absolutely nowhere. Right. Yes. But here, like, it, it actually, yeah. they, they used it as, like, hey, let's let's put them in danger and have Daryl, our main character, hey, go figure, be creative and use the danger to escape the situation so it doesn't seem like we're just doing this to do it. So are we saying that the theme of this episode is that you can use what's around you to create something beautiful, even if it is a dead body? Because we have zombie orchestra. Mm-hmm. We have Daryl orchestrating beautiful escape. They go into the catacombs. This is an old tradition. Yeah. It's a it's a very it's a very elegant through line if you look at it like that. I yeah. I really liked the catacomb scene quite a bit. Uh I thought that that was a really good scene and this like idea of your country is a baby. Uh your country is a baby. Here we've survived many apocalypses. We'll survive this one too. Uh, and part of me did like want to be like, sir, you may survive this one, but like, this is a really, this one's a really bad apocalypse. <laughs> like, you may have been through some apocalypses, but this apocalypse sucks. Like, it's like extra apocalyptic. This is like Extropolis. Yeah, this is like a real, real bad one. Uh, this is like, this is Armageddon. Uh, you know, compared to some of these apocalypses you've been to. Um, but like seeing the imagery of like. The skeleton, like the skeletal remains in the catacombs, right? And like having that stand juxtaposed to the Walking Dead of the Walking Dead, uh, really smart. And I think, who knows if we'll get some sort of like spooky zombie scene down there at a certain point in time. Again, I kind of hope that we don't. Though at the same point, it would be just like so eerie and gross and cool. But I think the fact that you don't need that, like you didn't need that in that scene, because the history of the setting is doing so much work for that moment uh, and like actively being surrounded by the, like the fossilized dead basically at that moment in time, the like the non walking dead at that moment in time, I think does this thing of like, it feels unsettling while also feeling like this is there, there is life on the other side of this, maybe. And the fact that, like, on the other side of it is such, like, a huge expression of life in the Moulin Rouge of it all. Uh, really, really clever storytelling, too. So, uh, yeah, just, like, a lot of thought and intentionality, I think, behind a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, there's also the fact that, you know, you're walking through the catacombs and, you know, they're, they're going to make a deal to get a boat. And, you know, so you, you're expecting the seedy underworld with, you know, this dark, uh, shadowy place with, with nefarious characters. And it is so bright and exuberant. And it's, it, you know, oh, we've got drag queens and we've got dancers and we've got jugglers. And we've, it's like fantastically beautiful. Yeah. You don't expect this. You've been led to believe that, you know, oh, we're going to the shady place. I am Falu. Listen to me. Follow me. Yeah. But it's it's perfect. It's a perfectly, uh, you know, happy hour of television <laughs> that, you, that you're, you're in for all of a sudden. It's a party. Yeah, can we talk about how lucky everybody is that, um, like, Daryl's gang is just running into the right people at the right point in time all the time? When allegedly, like all of France is governed by a totalitarian dictator, and yeah, what do we? What do we? Carol. I need to. I need uh, maybe a little bit of like this is like my Amazon X-ray moment since we are here with the experts <laughs> who like. Can you contextualize for me a bit of like what the government system looks like here? Because maybe I'm a little bit lost. AJ, are we just in sort of like? standard zombie apocalypse dictatorial mode is that basically what i should be gathering it's the crm yeah okay we've got the big bad of 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 paris certainly but uh, most most of france is Jeanne and her uh, guerriers and they're kind of not seeing it up vichying yeah. it up as it were uh and kind of being bad <laughs> but you know, much like Rick's place, you know, she she's allowing Quinn's place to exist. And, you know, because, you know, he goes, hey, hey, Gary, this is off limits. I got to deal with Janae. You know, I, come on now. Uh, you know, I'm shocked, shocked to discover gambling here. Yes. In Montmartre. Yeah. I, but yeah, it's that kind of uh, that kind of a deal going on there. So he's carved out his little niche. And OK. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just so happens that that's, that's where Daryl has ended up. But uh, it's a good thing that he didn't stay because the Guerriers do come in to search for the American because at least at least in this universe so far after oh. the, the start of the zombie apocalypse, I don't I don't think you do get as many traveling Americans in Paris. Yes. I mean, there were two. There were two. Yeah. There's only one now. But yeah, I'm American. Yeah. He screamed helplessly at talk. the zombies that were pulling his guts out. Gosh, again, talking about the metaphor. Unbelievable. Um, the, my favorite running gag on this show is, uh, like your party running into a new group of NPCs and then explaining to the NPCs, here's our main character. Our protagonist only speaks English. And then everybody shifts into English immediately. Everybody in France speaks English. Uh, and like, I do I do think like there is something to the idea of like you go to Europe and like some people will be able to just be like, oh you can't you don't understand what I'm saying. All right, fine, here's my English. But like everyone speaks fluent English in the Walking Dead France. And it's so funny. And the funniest thing in this episode's version of that was they go up to the NPCs, they're in the graveyard. Oh, sorry, we don't speak. Uh, Daryl doesn't speak French if you could just speak English and so like the guy immediately shifts to English but talks to the Messiah instead of talking to Daryl young Messiah welcome to Paris like that's something you could have said just to the kid in French (laughs) Daryl doesn't need to hear that like uh, but I do appreciate that like you do that thing where like now suddenly like we don't need the subtitles we just like shift to like the different dub I will say as someone who I'm not fluent in French, but I did take eight years of French and I understand a lot of French, especially the basic French that they're going to speak on these shows. And I don't notice when they switch back and forth. Like it it took me on the rewatch to go, Oh, you know, I, I I pause and rewound apart. Like, Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't French, not English, because I actually am understanding it regardless of which language. Yeah. So it's pretty funny for me. I don't experience it in that same way. But what's great. What's great is then when the characters are in scenes together where Daryl is not involved, they're talking French, they're speaking in French. Uh, And so like, this is not, um, you know, for, for someone like me who doesn't speak the language, this is not, an iPhone show, you know, like this is not a show where you can have one eye on a different thing and another eye on the program, just as an argument, maybe like, I don't know, like a fear the walking dead might be. Uh, But here you have to, you have to be paying attention so you can read along to understand what's happening on the show. If that's going to be the case, if you're the walking dead and you've made us stick around at this point and we've been through some bad times together, please, please, please make it worth my while. <laughs> and in this case, luckily, they make it worth our while. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, high marks. High it's marks like, for that. This, this is Daryl's main purpose on the show, actually, yeah. is to just be there in every scene so everybody is compelled to speak English. Yes. I mean, in fairness, I will say my experience with going to France as someone with minimal French is that you could even try to speak French. And as soon as they clock that you are not French, they will just speak English. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was my experience. So he doesn't even need to announce it. Yeah. He could just Uh, say like, bonjour. They're like, oh, an American. Oh, an American. That's the thing. I mean, I I haven't been to, to France, but I've been to Montreal. And what was great, whenever you went into a restaurant in Montreal, they'd sit you at the table and they go, good evening, bonsoir. And they'd wait for you to respond. Whichever language you responded in, that's the language they'd start speaking. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they, they speak in wife, Canadian food packaging in Montreal. Yeah. Unfortunately for my wife, she kept saying bonsoir because it's fun to say. And they started talking in French. Like, I understood what they were saying. But she was like, crap, I did it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good show. Fun show. Good episode. They're split. They're scattered to the nine winds. I guess I was waiting for uh, a lightning bolt to strike the guy that Daryl was wrestling with. And so I was maybe a little bit disappointed that that didn't happen. But like the elemental rooftop battle felt kind of different too uh, to some of the fights we've seen across the franchise. Uh, And so now we've got like Daryl's on his own. These guys are in hot pursuit of him. Who knows what's up with Izzy is separated as well. Like how are they all going to link back up? Uh, yeah, the ingredients are in place for uh, a really fun back half of this thing, I think. Yeah, and also the, the my least favorite character on the show, Laurent, has also overheard all the talk 
Yeah. Uh, it's not so it's not like a secret that six episodes from now he's going to finally it's going to be revealed to him. He like he hears them talking about everything that's going on and he's like, "You lied to me. You I'm gone now. I hate you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On one hand, I'm glad he knows. On the other I mean, hand, I'm like, God, that was annoying. But that's accurate. Like, kids that age, that's exactly how they're going to act. Yes. And, you know, it's a choice, certainly, to make a kid that age the central focus of your zombie show. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's not like, you know, if everybody in the zombie apocalypse was as cool as a little ass kicker, it wouldn't be realistic. No, but it'd be fun. <laughs> it would be fun. Yeah. It would. Yeah, but I mean, poor Daryl, he's going from like a cool 12 year old to an aggressively lame 12 year old. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be that like discriminating. He kind of just likes kids. Yeah, he's good with kids. Daryl's such an inspired choice to be on this show, to be the center focus of this show. Like, it is not a show about him by any means, but he's a good person to have there for so many reasons. Like it, it kind of fits. It fits him. Like if we're going to bring somebody over to France to steer this, this story, he's the inspired choice. And yes. I'm happy that he's there. Yeah. And, and on top of that, if you're going to have zombie orchestra and, you know, Lady Marmalade, Moulin Rouge going on in the background and this flashy, showy thing. You don't want your main character to also be flashy and showy and, and like, get get sucked into it and do that. Like, no, he's just like, yeah, I don't need any of this. I need a boat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Let, let's go. I, I, I yeah. like the fact that he's, he's, he's the perfect foil to Paris. Yeah. Worst character to bring into this story? Victor Strand. because he'd just join the party yeah (laughs) we'd never see him again yeah that's right that's right fetch hither some more dancing lady (laughs) unbelievable yeah Uh, i did a little research a little extracurricular research here um the song that the drag queen is is lip-syncing to apparently one of the biggest hits in france in the 80s Ooh. Um, So kind of a little Easter egg, like they're not just picking props to them for not just making everybody sing La Vie and Rosa, because that's what (laughs) everybody sings with every like, you know, minimal Edith Piaf in this. We're actually going deep into the French culture. So I I appreciated that, even though it sounded to me like the song was the same. It had the same melody as Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth. And I was like, is this another <laughs> case of like, you oh, know, R.I.P. Smash Mouth. R.I.P. I guess. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, don't you dare call them a one hit wonder. But no. uh, I, for a second, I thought, is this just like a, is this a French language similar to hearing people are strange earlier in the episode? Is this French language Walking on the Sun? And if so, why? But it <laughs> is not. It is, um, it is its own song and it predates Walking on the Sun by many, many years. So nice. I thought that was walking useful and interesting. Time. Yes, Walking Dead on the Sun. Yeah. <laughs> so useful background. Um, well, what else do we need to say about this? Really, uh, it, it's a it's a great episode. I think it's my favorite. It's my favorite of the season for sure. Yeah. Um, that doesn't. That's not to say that the rest of the season is a letdown. But this was the moment where I'm like, okay, yes, I, a, I'm on it's board. It's an activation moment. Is. It's an activation moment. I think like yeah. things sort of like click into place in a way that's like really, really fun. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I really, I really dug it. It's definitely my favorite so far. Uh, and it gets me really hyped up to try and kind of like imagine where the thing could be going moving forward. And it's also for me, it's, it's what's great is it's, it's kind of a running gag is that Daryl is, is running it's like every episode. Daryl's like packed and ready to go. So like, you yeah. know, in the first, first episode is like, uh, I, I'm leaving, I'm leaving the convent. Oh, crap. All right. I'll save you from the Garrier. Sure. The second episode is like, I'm not hanging out with these kids. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. I'll get you there with the horse. And all right, fine. We'll go, we'll go, go to get the boat. And like this one, he's just like, that's it. I have done my job. I'll find a boat by myself. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, you know, boom, Garrier attack again. So it's like, he just, he can't, 
get out of the show. And like it feels like there. I was like, I don't want to be here. Do you not understand? I do not want to be in Paris anymore. I do not want to be with you people. But every time he thinks he's out, they pull him back in. So true. And he's moving them. Like they are different because of him, which is missing. Weirdly enough, it is missing from a lot of television and a lot of Walking Dead in particular. Like, why is this person here in this place? Why is it this person in particular that is in this place? And what are they going to do to you that is making you different at the end of it? And there is undoubtedly, like, there's a Daryl Dixon effect on every episode this season. But yet it is not a show just about Daryl Dixon. And it's such a fine line to tread and they're doing it so well. Concur, concur. concur. No, no, ran, no random kill switch flipping. It's it it's nope. all makes logical plot sense. Go figure. If you do that, we like the show. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, I, and it's helpful that I mean, I think there were just too many people in the Walking Dead Prime. We never got to spend enough time with any of them. And it was just by like sheer longevity that Daryl is one of the ones we know the best. Yes. And they've always had a better handle on him than anybody else. So we're going to put him back in his like rightful narrative element as like a catalyst, but not the main guy who has to undergo the transformation. Like, do I think Daryl is different at the end of this? Arguably we'll not. We'll see. TBD. TBD, I suppose. Uh, but for now, for now, I'm different. You know why? Because I watched a zombie orchestra in France. <laughs> unreal. Unreal. The only thing uh, that was missing was Torval and Dean ice skating. Very good. Very, very good. <laughs> I was waiting very for good. one of you to bring up Torval and Dean. Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right, three more episodes left. We're ready to go. So, yeah, we're. This is the halfway point. We are over the hump, and we're ready to get into the back half of the season. Which, you know, I I don't think any of it is terribly disappointing. Like I I think really, it's all it's all good vibes from here on out. Like this is a show about vibes, and the vibes are here. So, Josh Wiggler, (laughs) what else is going on for you this week? Oh man, well this week I'm going to see Beyonce. Ooh. That's it. Very it has cool. nothing to do with podcasting, That's other it. than I guess you'll hear me on fewer podcasts this week because I'm going, I'm traveling to do it. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, other than that, you can find me here on Post Show Recaps, sometimes podcasting about Battlestar Galactica. We're on a, uh, a week off right now. Uh, we just finished season one uh, on Down the Hatch, a really good time. Uh, on the 30 Years Greater podcast with Rob, uh, we just podcasted about The Good Son which I'd basically been waiting my entire life to do. Uh, So I'm glad that that has happened. And now I don't know what to do next. Uh, And community building. We have finished community. It's done. We just did the series finale. And uh, wow, I can't believe that. A kind of melancholy feeling to be done with it. But uh, a really, really fun journey. And um, Excited to see what's on the other side. Who knows? Six seasons in a movie, and who knows what the podcast equivalent of that is. So those are my things. You can find me at Round Howard, wherever you find people on the internet. Good stuff. And AJ, how are the felonious pundits this week? Doing just fine. I mean, if 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 you are already missing community and Paget Brewster, well, come on over to Criminal ah. Minds for nothing but Paget Brewster for most of the series' run. Uh, even though, you know, spoiler alert, she she dies and comes back, but you know, hey, no zombies here. Uh, yeah, Contas Fensergard and I, Felonious Pundits, our Criminal Minds Rewatch, going strong, and you can find those episodes everywhere. But other than that, I'm just I'm just enjoying all of our our zombie fare here, and uh, you know, it is it is football season, NFL, so I am busy, busy, busy. Otherwise, working for that four letter uh, network slash website, so. Amazing. Uh, good times are being had by all there. Yeah, we all owe our livelihoods to the mouse, AJ. Indeed. I hear you. And, you know, not to spoil any upcoming seasons of any shows that are coming up eventually, but apparently it's a thing to die and on a show and come back later. <laughs> Everything dies, maybe that's a fact. Hey, hey. Um, 
Yeah, so um, speaking of shows that won't die, I am back on the Amazing Race Train starting next week with Mike Bloom and Rob Sestrinio. We're going to be talking about the brand new season, season 35, but really 36, but actually we're calling it 35. Um, it is premiering next week already. And of course, I just wrapped up the Amazing Race Canada with Dan Heaton and our finale episode is in your feeds already. And later in this week, of course, you will hear our takes on episode one of the Amazing Race US. So that's everything else that's going on in my life. And of course, there's many fine offerings across the Post Show Recaps and Rob Has Podcast universe. Almost any show you're watching, we're probably covering it in some form or fashion. So please check us out, rate, review, subscribe, all of the things that you do to podcasts that are positive. Um, you know, click clip them all together and make your own arrangement of Ravel's Bolero. Um, <laughs> we're happy to do that as well. So thank you, Josh. Thank you, AJ. Uh, we are very happy to have covered this the best episode of walking dead daryl dixon we'll be back for even more awesome coverage next week and hopefully Chappelle will join us and you can follow us on the on the social media if you have the social media anymore um which i know josh wheeler does not uh but aj is at I technically, AJ do. I am. I technically do but i'm not really looking yeah. at it much yeah you know you're probably better off i was trying to spare you yeah yeah Yep. So it is at AJ Mass. I am at Haymaker Hattie. At Post Show Recaps is at Post Show Recaps for now. You can also email us if you avoid all that social media stuff because you, like Josh Wiggler, are pursuing healthier lifestyles. Um, you can email TWD at PostShowRecaps.com to reach us on the emails. And we love your feedback. We love hearing from you. And we love all of you listeners. Thank you all for tuning in. And of course, we'll be back next week. Au revoir. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.